the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, February the 21st, 2023, in the year of our Lord. I misspoke. Today is the 20th, not the 21st. Welcome to my world. Our, our computer crashed just a moment ago before I went on the air live. And um, I've been hustling around trying to get it all back together here and and we do we got we do have it back online everything's cleared up but i apologize for that i was i was thinking ahead and today is february the 20th monday but it is in the year of our lord for sure on february 20th 1962 astronaut john glenn became the first american to orbit the earth as he flew around project mercury's friendship 7 spacecraft it circled the globe three times in a flight lasting four hours, 55 minutes, and 23 seconds. And, man, that was a big deal in 1962. It splashed down in the ocean Atlantic next to Bermuda. Today in 1792, President George Washington, we're going to talk a little bit more about him today, he signed an act creating the United States Post Office Department. Today in 1862, William Wallace Lincoln 11-year-old son of President Abraham Lincoln and First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln, he died in the White House, apparently of typhoid fever. Today, in 1905, the U.S. Supreme Court in Jacobson v. Massachusetts upheld 7-2 compulsory vaccination laws. Today, in 1907, President Theodore Roosevelt signed an Immigration Act, which included, I'm quoting from the Act, this is in the congressional record. The Immigration Act excluded idiots, imbeciles, feeble-minded person, epileptics, insane persons from being admitted to the United States. So much comes to mind. I won't comment on that. Today in 1933, I, I wonder if we should apply that to those who seek to serve in Congress and leadership. Today, in 1933, Congress proposed the 21st Amendment to the U.S. Constitution to repeal prohibition. And today, in 2020, a poll by the Associated Press and the the, uh, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research found that more Americans expressing some concern about catching the flu then they were worried about the coronavirus. That's a few of the things that happened today, February 20th, Monday. President Joe Biden has, apparently overnight, he took a secret train trip. Uh, He's in Poland, as you know, and this morning um, he shows up in Ukraine, in Kiev, or Kiev, as they now call it. Um, (laughs) He said that he was there to uh, underscore and re-establish or recommit 
the full and open-ended U.S. support. Well, they do have our full support. The the $113 billion in U.S. aid so far to Ukraine, and I'm not suggesting we shouldn't help them. I believe we should. But man, where will this end? Apparently, from what the president said, it will not end. Uh, The $113 billion in U.S. aid to Ukraine has eclipsed the annual military budget of every country in the world except the United States and China. You just have to wonder, knowing the corruption, not of the people, for goodness sakes, but the leadership. I mean, it's well known that the leadership is pretty corrupt in Ukraine. Hunter Biden has known that for a long time, and he's been harvesting literally millions of dollars from within that country and from the leadership there, Burisma and all of that. So $113 billion so far, and the president this morning in his secret train trip overnight into, into war-torn Ukraine says it's open-ended. He said, we will, we will stay with you. As long as it takes, as long as this is going to be, President Biden said. Biden Biden was speaking to Zelensky, who responded in English, and he said, we'll do it. We'll do it. President Biden is yet to visit East Palestine, Ohio. That's the scene of that fiery rail disaster, which may have ruined that, com- that community forever at least in the foreseeable future, with the toxins and all that is now established. It's into the earth and the water and the air. Well, I don't know. I mean, shouldn't have he have at least given them some nod, some kind of promise that the president it cares and the president is aware of what's going on there? I, I don't know that Pete Buttigieg was, but I mean, he's he's awakened now, but it's been a couple of weeks. And he's gotten a lot of bad press, so he wrote a real stinging letter today to the railroad company. Well, you know, people are saying, man, you know, too little, too late. He should have been all over that. Not suggesting it was his fault that the train had a wreck, but it's his fault that he didn't respond. He's highly unqualified for his job, and everybody knows it. Oh, boy, that's the way the world turns as we watch, isn't it? That Asbury University has announced, that's where that revival has been going on now for 11 straight days, 24 hours a day. The Asbury University, I am told, and I haven't verified this on a lot of different sources, but I'm sure you'll hear this today if you're following that. The Asbury University has announced that it will redirect the revival that has had people in the chapel worshiping for the last 11 days, 24 hours a day. They're going to redirect. They will no longer be holding. I don't know what day they stop. Maybe today. I don't, I'm not sure. But they will no longer be uh, having prayer and, and worship 24 hours a day in the chapel on campus. But they are now asking the kids, the youth that are on campus there, to put the revival inside their hearts and to take the spirit of that revival out into their world. I thought about that at first, and I thought, boy, is that does that appear to be the right thing? Nobody asked me about it, but if they were to, I thought, would that be the right thing to do at this point? 
there may be wisdom in that because you can't do that forever. Forever. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <clears throat> I mean, it, humanly, I, I suppose you could, but it, it would become something perhaps other than what God designed it to be. So as they, as I read that and I thought they're taking that step now, um, they certainly are not adverse to revival at Asbury. I can assure you of that. But it, I was reminded of when the Christian church itself was birthed on the day of Pentecost. The followers of Jesus met and they had a kind of a revival and the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them in the upper room. We celebrate that day of Pentecost. And the, the, the power of God's Spirit came upon them, not for the experience of what they were doing there, but for what they would do with the rest of their lives. And it was a time of revival and a time of worship and a time of receiving from God in the upper room. And then they went out into the streets of Jerusalem, and that's well documented in the book of Acts. And they begin to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it wasn't really about them continuing to enjoy the, the presence of God and God's Holy Spirit so much as it was about them being empowered to go out into the world and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And perhaps that's what Asbury is thinking. I would assume it probably is what they're thinking, that this needs now to be directed into the world, which is so messed up today. It is so dark. It is so dismal. Everything in our world today. Because secularists have gotten a hold, particularly in this country. I read an article the, uh, the other day, a couple of days ago. Uh, it was like Friday or Saturday. And I, I read this article and it said that America now leads, now leads in promoting the transgender agenda. I mean... We were, for so long, we've been known as the home of the brave or home of the free and the brave and so on. Oh, not so much anymore. We're the leaders in the transgender movement, which is a miscarriage of nature and nature's God. That is a disaster. Someone should be held accountable for it because that is... It's child abuse in its most rare and hideous form. So that's where we are in the culture today. But I want to talk about someone who saw a different America. He saw a different, a different future. George Washington wasn't all that involved in the transgender movement. He did not want to be considered the leader he did not tell them they had. he had their back. It was very different than that. Today we have so many messages in our culture. We have so many words out there. People are just, I mean, everybody's kind of a, they're kind of an expert. And they're always out there. The Internet has given a platform to billions of people. And um, everybody's an expert. So you can find what you want out there today. And the noise is deafening, I'll tell you for sure. But there is one thing that is constant, and there's one thing that never changes, 
And in the noise or in the quietness of our own spirit, we can count on it. Psalm 119 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In Proverbs chapter 6, verses 22 and 23, the Bible says, When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou wakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. The Bible is the lamp and the light. Jesus Christ himself is the light, and the Bible gives us that. The inspired word of God gives us that message, that hope, that guidance, that instruction. The Bible. That's what we try to do on this program every day is look at what we look at that's happening in the news as we speak from a lens, a biblical lens, a biblical worldview. And so many of you express your appreciation for that as you support this ministry. And I thank you for your support and thank you for your encouragement. It is most helpful and very meaningful to me personally and to all of us. So thank you so much and thank you for your support. We need it. We, uh, I asked a while back about uh, if you felt led to help us. Uh, we, this program has just recently, this month, gone into New Mexico. And um, we uh, needed about $12,000. Well, about seven of that has come in now. And so we're about $5,000 short. Thank you so much for all of you who have contributed. If you've been thinking about it, this would be a good time to help us get to what we need, to $12,000, and we'll move on and God will bless what we're doing. I, I'm very certain of because I feel like the Lord directed us to do this and go to that state uh, with this program. So thank you for all of you who have given. Thank you in advance for those who are going to do so. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington 98009. Someone has asked the question, which U.S. president had states, babies, seven mountains, eight streams, nine colleges, and 33 counties named after him? One state named after him is close by, Washington State. And which president has a national holiday for his birthday? As an image of his face carved 60 feet tall in granite was elected president two times unopposed. And why has the National Education Association removed teaching materials for public school teachers about him from their website, their taxpayer-supported website? I want to talk a little bit about that. Happy birthday, George Washington and Abe Lincoln and all the other presidents today because we no longer celebrate George Washington's birthday and Abraham Lincoln separately. We celebrate MLK's birthday. We do not do so with George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. But today we've combined them and we celebrate all the birthdays, all the president's birthdays. But both these men, Washington and Lincoln, were instrumental in shaping what America would become. But I think none more than George Washington, although Lincoln in the Civil War set a a tone and a direction, a spiritual one for this nation. No question about it. But some have called George Washington the Apostle of Liberty. The 60-foot-tall granite likeness of his face carved in the mountain shows that George Washington 
is looking out across a nation, a nation that he may not recognize today. Nor do some care if we recognize him today. The National Education Association, NEA, they removed its resources on President's Day from its website in 2020, three years ago. Three years later, the teachers' union still has not updated that page. The resources last saved on June 17, 2020, included lesson plans celebrating, quote, the lives of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, their contributions to the United States, and the lives and contributions of all our presidents. President Day lesson plans included George Washington, a national treasure, which celebrated Washington as an American hero, and George Washington, centerpiece of a nation. And in this lesson, students studied the characteristics that made the first president a great leader, which indeed he was. Now if you click President's Day resources on their site, you get a big banner that comes up. It says, Page Not Found. Results instead referring users to other pages, the NEA's NEA's, uh, resource library. The NEA says, we're sorry. This is the message you get if you try to click on for your lesson plan. If you're a teacher and you want to get some lesson plans to talk about probably the greatest president or the greatest two presidents ever in America, along with Ronald Reagan, of course, in my view. But if you click on that and you're a teacher, you get the sorry banner, but then you're directed to look in the library. The library that they direct you to includes, I, I, I looked at it myself, Black History Month lessons from Learning for Justice. That's an education branch of the Southern Poverty Law Center. They have a report on how teachers can advocate for abortion services. There's resources for teaching about indigenous people an article about implicit racial racial, uh, bias, posters, bookmarks, stickers for celebrating banned books. Is this what Washington and Lincoln gave themselves for? I don't think so. I don't think this is why we send our children to public school. It's not for this. Washington was educated, not indoctrinated. Washington's early education came from his mother and his father, homeschool. And his curriculum consisted of history, penmanship, moral character, respect for scholarship, mathematics, the Bible, and literature. That was his agenda. That was his early education. His later education was with Colonel William Fairfax, who had one of the best educations in England, they said at the time. He had an extensive library. With Fairfax, Washington attained what would be the equivalent of a university education and was considered the best educated man of his time. His contemporaries identified him as that. In establishing this example of love of country, and he served as the commander of the army without pay. He was only reimbursed for expenses. He was known by his peers as a humble, earnest Christian who studied the scriptures to pattern his life. The page not found, because NEA loathes Washington and they hate what he stood for, exists. And I thought, how 
how that reflects where we are as a country, how it reflects even the, even the attitudes of leadership in our country today and of all places, public education where all of the kids of America, except for a few million, are funneled through that system, that government-run system, and are they come out the other side ready to protest, ready to march, ready to stand to the death for causes that we should never, ever embrace in America. Yes, if George Washington could look out from Mount Rushmore across this nation, its wide and fruited plains, he would say, what happened? What went wrong? Teachers can find Black History Month. They can have lessons for learning for justice. They can have all of that when they go to this page, but there's no George Washington. There's no Abraham Lincoln or any other leader. While the left lives in denial, wrong thinking has real consequences. These so-called progressives are not progressive. They're dead wrong. They're regressive. Unfortunately, they're taking a generation of kids and teachers and administrators down this destructive path with them. The discarded webpage included lessons on the Revolutionary War, the Constitutional Government, the Bill of Rights, the Civil War, and Gettysburg Address. If you want to know why, when kids are out burning and looting and breaking glass and buildings and setting cars on fire and all of that as they have and probably will again in the Northwest and elsewhere, it isn't just Seattle and Portland, but it's elsewhere, And, and some reporter walks up to one of them and says, what are you protesting about? They will often look at the camera with a blank link and say, well, uh, I don't know, just injustice. They don't even know what they're doing out there some of the time. They have drifted so far from the the path of this nation that George Washington set in motion and Abraham Lincoln gave his life for. They don't even know what they're doing. They have a spirit of destruction. That discarded web page reflects that. They don't know about the Revolutionary War, the Constitutional Government, the Bill of Rights, the Civil War, the Gettysburg Address. In absence of information on U.S. history, on the NEA website, it's part of a nationwide trend of canceling American founding fathers. Do you know that American have seen, as, and this is again is, is reflective, America has seen a sharp decline in schools that are named after presidents. In 1986, more than 6,000 schools, public schools in our country, were named after a president. Washington, Franklin, you know, Grant, so on. In 2020, the number had dropped to 4,889. They're not naming new schools after presidents, and they're changing the name of some of them because they don't like that president anymore. In 2020, that number had dropped to 4,889 from 6,000 schools. Heritage Foundation released a study on Friday, and among other things, that was noted in the study. More than 63% of parents and almost 74% of teachers say civics education should be emphasized more in schools, according to the Heritage Foundation's survey. And that survey was recent. The National Education Association's removal of content 
on the great former presidents of the United States would seem to indicate they no longer value them or they don't believe in their ideas and examples and leadership. I think that's true, and it's sad. It's regrettable. It's pathetic. I think it's un-American, frankly. While public education dismisses Washington, Lincoln, and other leaders who forged the founding of this great nation in the history of the world, the United States Senate has not. No Senate tradition has been more steadfastly maintained than the annual reading of President George Washington's 1796 farewell address, all 7,641 words. He wrote a long letter. It was a letter. They didn't have a big to-do like we do now in the State of the Union or a, a, a primary uh, address by the president. They wrote it out in letter form. So Washington's letter was long, 7,641 words. In the address, in letter form, he began to friends and citizens. Washington warned that the forces of geographical sectionalism, political factionalism, and interference by foreign powers in a nation's domestic affairs threaten the stability of the republic. He urged Americans to subordinate sectional jealousies to common national interests. He was always America first. I could not see George Washington on a train going from Poland to Ukraine and saying, we will we will give you unending support. And we should support them. It will never stop. The billions and billions and billions keep rolling when America is being neglected. Most recent example, the train wreck in Ohio. He hasn't even bothered to visit the people there. Every year since 1896, the Senate has observed Washington's birthday by selecting one of its members, alternating parties, to read the statement, all 7,641 words. At the conclusion of each reading, the appointed senator inscribes his or her name and brief remarks in this little black leather-bound book It's maintained by the Secretary of State of the Senate. The book's first entry is dated February 22, 1900, bears the signature, interestingly enough, of Ohio Republican Joseph Foraker. We celebrate the birthdays today because Washington's farewell address will once again be read in the Senate in full day after tomorrow. God bless the Senate for what they're doing. I believe as we celebrate Lincoln and Washington and all of the others who gave themselves to lead this nation and some much more skilled than others, but to all, as we celebrate their birthday today, perhaps this should be a time for us to take our stand and to reevaluate ourselves in regards to the way the country is moving and the way the country is going. That's not what these men had in mind when they gave their lives, their fortunes, and their reputations to bring about a revolution that gave birth to the greatest nation in the history of the world. George Washington said, just as the revolution was approaching, he said, the time is now near at hand, which which must probably determine whether Americans are to be free men or slaves, whether they are to have property that they can call their own, whether their houses and farms will be pillaged, destroyed, and themselves consigned to a state 
to a state of wretchedness. I think that's where we are today. Let's be strong and stand for what is right. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.